0: Hold on, that was really funny. (laughs) You're low on fuel, bro. You run this much longer and you may be out of gas. Okay, so this is a first. Uh, We are recording
1: a podcast in my car. We're sitting in the parking lot of a golf course. Uh, I'm here with Pastor J.C. Worley from Go Church uh, in Atlanta and campuses in D.C. and Jeremy, my brother, uh, Canton Church in uh, in Canton, Georgia. And I knew when we were playing golf that I wanted to uh, at least talk a little bit of church, talk a little bit of shop. But before we do that, um, Jeremy, did you win Long Drive? I did not. Oh, my bad. My bad. You must have won closest to the pin. You won closest to the pin. No. Who won closest to the pin? Uh, I think you did. I won closest to the pin. All right, moving on to the important stuff. Um, in all seriousness, I wanted to uh, to get you guys on the podcast because I want to talk about big days, specifically kind of this idea that, a uh, very popular idea that one of the great ways to get momentum for your church and one of the ways to really kind of chart out a strategy for for growth or attracting or outreach um, is the idea of using big days and when i say big days i mean you know call it sunday fun day call it friend and family day call it whatever you want harvest day call it whatever you want but just this idea of this is a day that's a little bit different because we're gonna do a little bit more and i'm glad i got you on jc because you really uh, kind of among our group of peers you seem to just have your finger on the pulse of big days, um, uh, the best maybe of all of us, and so we're always kind of calling you and reaching out to you. So I guess let's just start with this question: In your mind, like, what is your strategy? What is your thought process? If you're talking to another pastor, you, you're talking about big days. Like, why do you feel like it's important? Why do you feel like it's a good idea for for pastors to to try to use this strategy?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, first of all, I don't want you to downplay where we are right now. We're not just in a car, we're in a Honda Pilot. And uh, this is fantastic, by the way. Thank you. You know, I think for me, the idea of big days started when I was growing up in church, all right, because I remember as a kid just thinking through, like, I have to endure another Sunday, you know. And then now fast forward all these years later, Kimberly and I were in leadership as, as lead pastors. And I wanted to create days where the unchurched folk or the dechurched folk, or even those that are anti-churched, like when they heard about church or were invited to maybe one of these particular big, big days, they wouldn't have to endure the day, they could actually enjoy the day, you know? And so that was kind of the initial concept behind, and you mentioned this a moment ago, what we call Sunday fun day. And Sunday fun day for us is, is our version of friends and family day. It's just, it's just on spiritual steroids. Like we go all out. You know, uh, we pull out all the stops to make sure that on that day, those, again, that are invited. And we try to stress that to our church family. We want you to invite unchurched people, de people, anti church people. When they show up, they're not going to have to endure another message or endure another church service. They actually get to enjoy it. You know, and so we put a lot of thought and strategy into what that day is going to be. Uh, We'll pull a few focus groups together, roundtable discussions, and we try to really look through the lens of those who don't go to church on a regular basis or consistently, and what would attract that particular demographic. So hopefully that turns into consecutive Sundays of them visiting, and then hopefully, of course, they become a part of the overall church family.
1: I want to get into specifics of how you plan it, but before we do that, like so in your mind, A big day like you are thinking attendance yes it's it's not a well whoever shows up like there is a emphasis on getting more people to show up more than other days
0: yeah absolutely and we stress that you know a few weeks out with our church family you know and and i think we've all said or, or had this approach before there's a few sundays a year that it's the best sunday to invite your friends invite your family invite your co-worker invite your neighbor and again we stress the importance we're not trying to pull anybody from another church so as a matter of fact don't even invite somebody if they're connected to a church let's go after those and, and you've heard me say this now three or four times the unchurched the de the anti church and we tell our church family up front We want that to be a packed house, a packed house. So one of the ways that we do that is we create, and we do this internally, so that means we don't pay, you know, for this to be professionally printed or anything like that, but we do what we call an invest and invite card. So on the invest and invite card is five blank spaces. We have everybody in the church write down five names or or five families that they're thinking about inviting. And then the the idea or the strategy behind the invest and invite card is what are you willing to invest into those five names or five families so that when you invite them, their response to that invitation is a yes. So what are you willing to invest? What's the investment there? You know, so, you know, we're looking out today was a beautiful fall day. So a simple investment might be I'm going to rake my neighbor's yard. Uh-huh. So that's an investment. And then on the back end of that, I'm going to say, hey, by the way, my church is having Sunday funny this week and I'd love for you to come. So people are taking kind of that ownership of investing into those families or those particular individuals so that when when they invite they see the return on that investment but it's it is it's a drive for attendance it's a push for attendance
1: and it's always amazing to me and we always celebrate together But it's always amazing to me when you do big days I mean they are big days attendance wise you see real boosts in attendance uh, and a lot of people showing up on your campuses and I think sometimes a trap and I want to get you in on this Jeremy I think sometimes a trap for guys is when we're seeing pastors like JC or, or other guys doing these big outreach days. And it f- seems as if, and, and sometimes it's true. A lot of times it's true. There is this massive increase in attendance. It can it can be discouraging sometimes for those of us who do big days and maybe we're up a little, but we're not up a lot to feel like we're not doing it right. It's, it doesn't work for us. I've had a lot of pastors tell me like, well, that just doesn't work for us. Sunday Funday doesn't work for us or Or whatever and so you've actually said to me a couple times Jeremy you and I've talked about this like big days are good for you but they're not the like steroid injection that they seem to be for JC and we're on a group text we're always talking about this so why don't you talk a little bit about how you have kind of set and adjusted expectations for your church and, and what you talk through with your team well I think for for us we also kind of set some expectations early on that our people don't follow the same people on an Instagram that I follow. They don't follow the other pastors and the other churches. They're not in the group text. So they don't always understand when we say Sunday Funday the first couple of times what we mean by that. And so the first time or two that we did it, like even though we did what we thought was a good job, and it was, we were showing our people the very first time or two what it looks like. So then they knew what to invite their friends to. So the first time or the second time, like, okay, they invited somebody maybe, but they didn't have a sense of urgency around it because they didn't recognize how evangelistic we were gonna be or how much fun their friends would have. And so once we did it two or three times, we started to get some more momentum around those days because people have now seen it and they know what to expect when we start talking about having one of these types of days. But I do think setting realistic expectations, I'm coaching a pastor right now who had a big day, a Sunday fun day, and he had some big expectations. Those expectations went unmet, but we were able still to celebrate together. And I tried to help him understand his attendance was up 10 or 20% over his average, but it was up almost 35% over the year before on that same Sunday. So the water level went up. All the ships rise when the water level goes up. He's, he expanded the reach of his church. He's got, you know, 30, 40, 50 more people uh, coming in the doors of his church. They know he exists now. They've never been to the church, these guests. So it was a huge win for him because he got new people in the door and he had people, you know, make decisions to follow Christ. So I just think you find early on that you're having to train your people on what you even mean when you talk about a Sunday fun day or a big day like that. And then you find the things to celebrate that you can use the next time to help your people see this is why we do what we do. You need a story or two from the first time or two. If it's not the big win that you thought it would be of, we went up 100 people or 500 people. If you've got a story or two that can help show this is why we do it, then the next time you can help sell that vision to your people in a better way. I know for us, uh, we've done... Some form of a big day, twice a year, for at least five years, maybe six. And uh, actually, our one of our campus children's pastors, um, another guy who works in the parking lot, they actually came. Their family came on a Sunday fun day, and we always try to champion that. But for us, our strategy has been, and everybody does it a little different. I want to hear what you guys say. But for us, it, we're we're trying to strategically pick a day in when the weather turns from cold to hot so I'm in Louisville so it's usually around Kentucky Derby time for us that's the start of spring uh, in our area even if the weather doesn't turn and everybody's mind that's when the calendar turns so we're doing something you know when weather's turning sometimes that falls before Easter sometimes it falls after Easter but we would love for it to be close enough to Easter to where you maybe you come this week and then you don't come to church two or three weeks but then you come back for Easter or vice versa like on the after side then we don't really do a big day in the summer And then whenever people's minds start turning to fall, kids back in school, maybe it's after a holiday or something like that. So in our minds, there's really four times a year that are big. So you've got a manufactured big day that we plan, like a Sunday fun day, then at Easter, then something in the fall, and then you're going to get to Christmas which kind of gives you four quarter bumps. Is that similar to y'all's schedule or what? what how do you think calendar-wise on those?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Whenever we plan our Sunday fun days, it's all strategic based off of the organic big days already built into a calendar year and you reference some of those. So for us, typically I'm not gonna put a ton of marketing effort into like Easter mm-hmm. because people are coming to Easter if you invite them or not. Right. You know, that's kind of the one day of the year, and there's a couple of days like that, you know, Christmas, the Christmas season as well, where people, for whatever reason, tradition, guilt, obligation because of mom or whatever, they're gonna come on Easter, et cetera. So we try to have Sunday Funday a couple weeks before or a couple of weeks after, and it just depends on when Easter falls. Because again, we have two campuses, one of our campuses being in the Northeast, you know if christmas is earlier in the in the year and it can be that way it may still feel like winter right. there you mean so, easter right christmas comes yeah, the same day yeah, every year yeah, 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 yeah. Ex- yes amen okay. to that so thank, for us for the yes Jeremy. thank you and he's always good at that he's great thank you for that so for us again strategically looking at the calendar to say how can we because because the win of a sunday fun day is not just not just the attendance bump on the one day it's them getting in the door realizing man there's something different about this church uh, I really enjoyed that, uh, I didn't think church was like this, you know, maybe debunking some of the myths, again, of those who are unchurched, de anti-churched, and then we can say, hey, in two weeks from now it's Easter, or you want to come back because now we're doing this big series on whatever that might be, hoping to re-engage them in some, you know, consecutive Sundays, and then before you know it, you know, man, their lives are just being really impacted.
1: What Do you guys do four or two big days and then two holidays, what's yours, Jeremy? Yeah, we, we normally do two big days a year, kind of spring and fall, similar to what you talked about. Um, and I think one of the things that you guys are talking about that's really important is that it's not just about a big day, it's using the big day to help create or sustain momentum in potential growth seasons. So you've got it, like you said, it's before or after Easter, it's bef- you know, it's the start of school, which gets you a fall bump with some series or other things that you're doing that keeps people in the doors. It's a felt need, something that's that's happening. I just think so often, especially early on when we started thinking about it, I was thinking just do a big day, yeah. but really using the big day as a launching pad for momentum, or to continue and sustain momentum for longer than it naturally would as a certain season is coming to a close. So we we try to do them twice a year, and, uh, and it's really helped us, especially in this latest season, this fall season, we had the best one we'd ever had, the biggest increase in attendance on a single day, and it really helped us to sustain a season of momentum that we had coming into this fall that's really helped propel us towards what we're doing the rest of the fall and into the Christmas season. So just to give everybody some context, just so a pastor and leader who's listening to this, depending on where you are, if you can think of it off the top of your head, I'll give you a second to think about it. Tell me like what you were kind of averaging in attendance and then what is an attendance day on on a big day. So like for us, the most recent one we had in the fall, uh, you know, total attendance, both locations, probably in that month or that six week stretch was, you know, 420, maybe a 440, 450. And then for us, a Sunday fun day is going to be about like 525. So it's going to be about 20 25%, 30% maybe, uh, up a little bit. Um, what about you guys? Just give me some numbers just so a leader, no matter what size you are, can kind of look percentage-wise maybe at what 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 has worked. So the most recent one we did this fall, we were in the middle. We put it right in the middle of a series, kind of a felt need series. We were averaging about 300 before the series. That series saw us up like 350, 360. We saw 490 on the big day. That's big. So that was a big, that was the biggest increase we'd ever had, but there was a lot of momentum coming into that fall for us Do you happen to know, like, was it a lot of guests, or was it people coming back, or do you happen to know? Yeah, we had a lot of guests, but I think it also what it revealed to us is it kind of felt like you feel sometimes with Easter, we saw kind of the reach of our church. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of our families that are once a month, you know, once a quarter, twice a quarter, and they showed up because of how we had promoted it well this time, and then we saw a, a ton of guests, guest cards, um, which we saw throughout that series. So I think it was a natural momentum boost for us during that month. That's always a big metric for me on those days. We don't look at all the numbers and all different kinds of ways all the time, because I can drive you crazy, but on a big day for me, I want to know how many first time guest cards that we have, right. because we're pushing invite, 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 invite. So this last time I may have this wrong, but it was like 20 or 21 or 22 first time guest cards. And that was the big win more than attendance for me. Because it's, I get a chance to make that first impression to somebody who's showing up, and you know, for I mean, for the most part, they're gonna like it. What about you, J.C.? Like, what is that window of number?
0: Yeah, so we're in a we're in a unique season because the first Sunday in September, we actually did a big day. We did a relaunch of the ministry. We did some rebranding. Uh, did a did kind of a refresher on our logo. Then, of course, our South Metro Atlanta campus, we completely renamed, that's a whole story in itself. So prior to the first Sunday in September, we were probably averaging about 1500. On that first Sunday in September, we saw an, an increase to about 1900. And that's when we really began to push the Sunday Day that was happening at the end of September. So again, tried, trying for sustained momentum. And so from that first Sunday in September to the Sunday Day, which was the last Sunday in September, we were 2,276. So we saw quite a bit of increase, right. you know, uh, and again, because we were working on those consecutive Sundays of momentum and just for us, it's really worked. It's worked well, but I even go back to the first Sunday fun day we ever did. We broke an attendance record. We have over 200 people and all we did was serve Krispy Kreme donuts. Wow, yeah. That was it, you know, and I remember we felt like, I felt like I was Stephen Furtick walking off right. that stage right. of over 200 people. Uh, and I think one of the challenges of the Sunday fun days is you always feel like you have to outdo yourself from the previous one, yep. you know, or those big days. But I think people just want to, you know, show off their church. Yeah. People are coming to your church for a reason. They love it. And those big days, call it whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, put some, put some thought behind it, put some strategy behind it, put some creativity behind it. You know, I mean, uh, the very first couple of verses of the Bible says in the beginning, God created. So we know that he's a creative God. We know that he's imaginative and and we can have that same attribute. So put some creativity behind it. But whatever you do at the end of the day, empower your people to show off their church. They, They want to show off the facility. They want to show off the kids area. They want to show off the worship. They want to show off the pastor and his communicating skills, whatever it is that's drawing them. So when you empower them and you. You put fuel behind that. It just really creates a lot of excitement. And then on the big day, all of those people that call your church their home church, they're pumped. They're pumped to see the parking lot full. They're pumped to see the kids check in lines long. They're pumped that they had to wait to get into the bathroom. You know, because it just creates this this just genuine excitement. And, you know, for us, it's worked really well. Uh, What are some things that
1: have worked, like ideas, maybe themes or... prize or a giveaway or or something and then i would also love to know something that didn't work uh the two two for us i'll just give you you this example um again we're in louisville so the derby is just a big deal and and so we did a derby theme we thought like this is gonna be great like people are gonna love this and so as our church has grown i'm taking my hands off some things i was not a part of the creative planning awesome everybody taking ownership i show up and if you're not, if you've never been to the Derby, you're not from there. Like one of the big things is a mint julep, which is an alcoholic drink. We have a booth set up with non-alcoholic mint juleps, <laughs> and I see this sign that says mint juleps. My first thought is, oh my god, we're selling or we're giving away <laughs> alcoholic drinks. But then like, no, 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 it's non-alcoholic. Well, mint juleps taste terrible anyway, and it was just weird, and the whole vibe was weird, and there were some ladies wearing big hats, but then most of the church didn't get the thing. And we came away from that one. That was an example that didn't work. And I just said, guys, keep it simple. Like, get cook out some burgers, get a food truck, get some inflatables, like, keep it simple. And for us, this last time, we actually didn't call it Sunday Fun Day uh, because we felt like that, like, four or five times in a row, like, it needed just a little fresh touch. So we actually went old school. And when I was growing up, they used to call it, like, Friends and Family Day. We called it Friends and Family Day, and it was almost like – the people were like oh you want me to bring my friends and family we're like yes and it was a it got us back up again yeah. um but for us we always try to provide food uh and then inflatables for kids I know that seems like a no-brainer but if the kid wants to stay the parent will stay that's right. one of the things we've learned is if you don't grab that kid um then the parent will walk out say hey and just go get in the car and so we just always try to keep it simple um we try to provide seating for food that's something that we've noticed too to try to get people to stick around Uh, but what are some like things that have worked for you guys and if you have maybe one that hasn't worked for you that was funny or well probably wasn't funny at the time but (laughs) yeah the most recent one we did was kind of a carnival theme so we uh, hired a company to bring like some rides and things um And we spent some money on it. Obviously, we invested money in it for that day. But we also had free aspects of it. So we had some people in our church that own cotton candy machine or maker and uh, snow cone machines. And, you know, they volunteered their time and they volunteered the supplies. And so we added those kind of things. We did hire in like a funnel cake. uh, And so we did a a big carnival theme. That really worked well for us. Our people loved it, enjoyed it. We did have inflatables for the little kids. Um, You know, we've done the food truck thing. Uh, which has worked on one setting and then it didn't work on another setting because it's like, you know, you got did, did they pay for their food or you paid for? Well, food? that's that's one of the things we noticed so we were able to do one where we paid for it and it worked great But we also incurred a humongous amount of cost to, to be able to do anything else Then one time the very first time I think we did it We they paid for their own food and that just didn't work because yeah. it was limited option limited menu but it was kind of expensive Um, And so that didn't work. So finding that middle ground for us has been kind of key. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think just having something that feels kind of what you were saying, the Derby theme for you, I think what we've discovered is it's got to feel like it's naturally us, even if it's just a big version of us, if it feels completely like a hard left from who we are on any other Sunday, it's kind of a bait and switch for the guests that do show up because even though we don't have inflatables every week or we don't have food trucks every week, if it just feels like, Hey, we're a fun church and this is just a, a big fun day then that's okay, but if it feels like, man, we're doing something completely different, if you come back next week, you won't even see the same church, then you kind of lose a little bit of the trust for your people to be able to invite people, and so that's what we've learned is just try to be the best version of ourselves on those days. JC, you've had some great themes and great days. Like, what are some that probably have you would say, man, these are some of our best ones?
0: You know, we did—my uh, wife is—she's uh, really creative, you know, and one thing that I think is important, especially— if you're just getting these big Sundays started, or you're rolling them out, is to get to get a focus group together of some high capacity leaders, some creative people in the church, not just your staff, regardless of the size, but bring other people into that conversation because they take ownership. But they've been really, they have, they've been really creative. Um, we've done Grand Slam Sunday Funday, so we did that at, as, as a matter of fact, that was earlier this year, 2019, uh, as baseball season started. So we did kind of that baseball theme um we brought in the varsity food truck which is an know. iconic atlanta you know uh, hot dog restaurant uh, so we brought in the varsity food truck uh we've done so you paid for that or oh yeah more? yeah sunday fundays are always free
1: so you put a lot of money this is like it's like a, it's a marketing outreach dollar for you
0: yeah a hundred percent and that's actually where it falls in our budgeting line okay um uh, you know so we never charge anything at a sunday funday it's always free you know the, that's kind of our approach so the varsity food truck was a big hit uh, we did a slam dunk Sunday Funday uh, a couple of years ago uh, at our Germantown Maryland campus and we actually brought in the Washington Wizards mascot G Wiz cool. um, and so we marketed that we branded that uh, and then of course this this most recent Sunday Fun Day, we were doing our at the movie series so we did you got a friend in me was the Sunday fun Day theme and we did Toy Story as our At The Movies, and we brought in you know Buzz Lightyear and Sheriff Woody. Um, and so, and, and I'll say this too, on those Sunday fun days, I'm always looking for a wow. Mm-hmm. I always want a wow. I need something that when you see it on a flyer, or when someone invites their neighbor, in that conversation, they hear the wow. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. It's like, man, you got the Varsity food truck coming, right. or you got Gwiz the mascot coming. You know, uh, or Buzz and Sheriff Woody will be there. Those wow things are something that are sticky, you know. And so when someone walks away from that conversation, it's like, man, I want to check that out. And then always for us, two things always happen on Sunday Funday. And I love what Jeremy said a moment ago. We don't change anything in like our service flow. You know, we don't do like even in this past Sunday Funday, we always have a time for prayer during worship. We didn't change that, uh-huh. you know, because we want people when they do come back not to think this is a completely different church. But two things always happen on a Sunday funday. We always always give something free, always something free, and then I always do a message related to the particular theme. So, we try to keep that theme throughout and then our kids ministries and those environments are doing a message connected to the theme as well. And then one more thing that we always do on Sunday Funday, we don't ever do a a bulletin or a worship guide or whatever they're called, but on every big Sunday that we have throughout the year, everybody gets an info card about the church. So we're going to pass that info card out, you know, four, five, six times a year with information about the church, about kids ministry, youth ministry. And that is something that's professionally designed, professionally printed, professionally printed, and everybody gets one of those to take home so that as they reflect on the day, they've got something tangible to hold on to, you know, and also like first-time guests, new people, uh, that gives them something to hide behind if they're more introverted.
1: Okay, so the last thing I would love to kind of hear from you guys is, maybe more zoom out, 30,000 feet, a little more philosophical. I don't know how many dissenting voices there are out there, probably not as many as, as you would think. But for the, for the people who are like, well, that's just, it's all fluff, that's or a it's a gimmick, or those people aren't coming back, or nobody's getting saved, or you know, whatever, whatever that would be. How in your mind do you use that as part of what you're trying to do as a church? So obviously like we know that if the goal is just attendance and that's our biggest day and we can now say we ran a certain number like if that's if that's our trophy then you know yeah I get it like that that works but most pastors I know while they love a big attendance day they're not their main focus is not larger attendance it can feel that way sometimes but that's not the heart of almost every pastor that I know so if we're not just trying to get more people to show up and you're looking at your calendar and you're saying well these could be big days for us in your mind where are you giving yourself permission to, to, to do a toy story theme to buy a, or bring in varsity food truck to like what is your thought process of we're going to to inject some steroids into this every sunday won't be this way some sundays are going to be down some series are going to be fun some series are going to be heavy like kind of walk me through just your kind of general philosophy of Sunday Fundays are a part of our strategy to reach people, and we're unapologetic about, you know, figuring out ways to get more people to show up. Who wants to take that? I'll take that one. Okay. I I think it really comes down to a general philosophy of what you're willing to do to reach people. And, you know, Craig Groeschel's been kind of famous for saying he'll do anything short of sin to reach lost people. And while I, you know, you hear that the first time, and it's a little bit shocking, and uh, you start thinking down the list of like, well, what does that mean? Or what what is short of sin? Or what does that mean you're willing to do? And I think it really is saying like, as much as it depends on me to get people in the door, I can't save people anyway, whether I'm preaching great or preaching nothing. If I'm preaching expositorily or I'm preaching, you know, thematic sermon series, or I'm doing an at-the-movie series, or I'm doing a Sunday fun day, none of that can save a person. Only God can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. But if my job is a part of it to get them in the door and then help them to take next steps as they grow in relationship with God, then I I don't think there's anything different from a Sunday fun day as there is to a homecoming, to a marquee out by the road, to a mailer, to a invite card, to a door-to-door bread distribution. Like we're all using whatever it is to connect to people in our communities to get them to come into the church believing that when they come into that environment, we're presenting the gospel to them and allowing the Lord to do what only he can do. And so, you know, I always go back to the story where the prophet's at the top of the mountain. He set the altar, he you know, took the sacrifice, he poured the water, but ultimately he prayed for God to send the fire. As much as it depends on me, I'm gonna set the table and then ask God to do what He's only he can do. And I I just, I don't have a problem philosophically because when I was in youth ministry, it was pizza or it was video games or it was, and this is just an extension of how can I make the church seem like a place people that don't normally attend church, they would wanna come. So that God then has the opportunity to speak into their hearts and lives. That's a That's great good. point you just made. I That's didn't good. even think about the fact. But yeah, when we were growing up, like homecoming. That's right. Everybody bring a dish. That's right. It was like the biggest day. That's right. Uh And so wherever your context is, like maybe Sunday Funday for you looks like bringing in a southern gospel group exactly. and, and having a, a cookout with some cornhole or something. Maybe it looks like giant inflatables and a comedian. Like, But I just love, I hadn't even thought about that, but I love that you said that, Jeremy. It's like pastors have always been figuring out ways to get people to show up uh, this is just the latest that's right you know model model of it what about you, JC? cuz i know like this has really been hmm. i mean if you were listing three or four things that has really grown the church that you're oh, leading yeah. big days has been a part of that
0: yeah and i think you're going to catch i guess it depends on the, like the context of the demographic of your church how deep-rooted they are in, like, religion, etc. because, you know, you will hear some people say, well, this is nothing more than a gimmick, you know, uh-huh. or you just want a lot of people, and at the end of the day, I don't really look at our big days as gimmicks because, you know, I mean, I think as long as, as we lift up Jesus, he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me, so at the end of the day, we're preaching the gospel, our worship is genuine, you know, our, our, our staff is kind and caring our people are receptive so uh, you know i will say this uh i think a lot of times in particular denominational circles you'll even hear well the the holy spirit is enough you right. know or you don't have to do that jesus is enough and I, and I i would agree the holy spirit is enough jesus is enough
1: but the varsity don't hurt <laughs> the varsity don't hurt. come on babe.
0: you know i mean in luke you know we're reminded to go out into the highways and hedges you know, which is tough for you guys to ever be between the hedges. Uh, <laughs> a little Georgia football yeah, reference yeah, yeah, like there for those that, that don't get that. I just thought i throw that so. in there, you know. But, you know, and to compel them to come in, to compel them to come in. And again, we live, we live in a society and a culture where the days of – just putting a marquee sign out at the road of your church and drawing people in. It's just, it's just not the response anymore. You know, there was a time where you could put a church of God logo or whatever your denomination is on the sign and people think, okay, I'm going there. It's just a different day, you know, and as much as we can fight against the trends of marketing and advertising and all of that, we compete with that stuff. Uh And to me, I just wanna see lost people saved and saved people discipled. So if we can create big days to get people in the door that may never have stepped foot in the door without the varsity or without a mascot, you know, Mm -hmm. for their kid to take a picture with or whatever that looks like man, to me, if we can do that and create those days, let's do it. That's how we can compel people to come in. And then when they come in, we can introduce them to the gospel or they can sit through one of our gatherings and hear the anointed music and God begin to speak to them in that way. But until they step foot in the doors, you know, so whatever we got to do to get them in. And I love what Jeremy said. And I think it is Craig Rochelle who kind of coined that phrase, but, you know, we'll do just about anything short of sin, you know, and, uh, and it has it has worked. So I would say whoever's listening, especially if you're this far into the podcast and you're still listening, kudos <laughs> to you. We're still in the Honda Pilot, We're by the way. Still We're sitting in sitting the body thing, odor feeling filling the yeah, car. This is We did uh, win the tournament. We did. Let's yes. just
1: make sure people know that.
0: No help to me. But you well, know, if you so played, if people putted great dude. If people are still listening at the end of the day, you know, you want every pastor wants their church to grow. No doubt. Every pastor wants their church to to reach people. The pastors that I always catch the most flack from, or I get the most kickback about the big days are the pastors that are pastoring churches that aren't growing. Yeah. You know, and I would challenge all of us to say, Hey, if, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got, yeah. you know, so give it a shot and try to build that into the culture to empower your people to invite others to come and experience what God is doing in your local church because God is doing some great things there.
1: I, I think sometimes we believe that the people in the neighborhoods and the communities around our church are like staunchly against attending church. I don't no, believe that. I don't either. I just think that they're distracted or they had a prior commitment. But if you give them a compelling reason to come, they'll come. Yeah, And I think big days are, and we we all know like the Kerry Newhoff stuff and different ones talking about church engagement being down and regular attenders attend less regularly. And, you know, big days are a chance to even get your people to come back and the people on the fringes to come back. So don't even think of it as just trying to get guests. Think about as getting that young family that hasn't been there in three weeks or, uh, you know the 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 dating couple that's you know been out of town or, or whatever it is, coming back because they haven't been there, but they don't want to miss Sunday fun day or Friend Day, uh, or whatever it is. And so I just I would encourage any church leader, youth pastor, children's pastor, you know think of some ways that you can create excitement, yeah. create excitement, whatever your budget is or whatever ways that you can do it, um, create excitement. I talked to a pastor the other day; they're a portable church. And they were a little bit limited in what they could do in their facility. And so they just, after church one Sunday, told everybody to go to the nearest park. They said like frisbee and cookout and and picnic and cornhole. And that was their Sunday fun day. And it was fantastic. Um, So it doesn't have to be over the top, but it's something that creates excitement. And then, you know, figure out what works for you and then just build it into your calendar and build it into your rhythm uh, Jeremy, you've done a great job of like connecting it to a series, either launching a series or something like that. I think that's a great idea. Um, but anything that creates excitement. So, uh, guys, I appreciate you hopping in the car. Maybe this is going to be a new format.
0: I think it should be. I love it. Hey, and I'll say this too. Uh, you can, if anybody's interested, we'd be more than happy to talk through some of the Sunday Funday ideas. What's you an know? email
1: address? I'll put it in the description. Who, who should they reach out to?
0: Yep, hello at mygochurch.com.
1: Hello, H-E-L-L-O at mygochurch.com. I'll yep. put that in the description. Um, and they do have some great ideas. I think all of us kind of on our group text uh, reach out to JC first to kind of get some ideas uh, because he's always kind of leading the way in that. So thanks, guys, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening.